All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the intro, your second favorite fitness podcast. What's your first favorite? All the other fitness podcasts out there. (laughs) No, we're not, we're not, we're not putting out content like that. We're, we're number one fitness podcast in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your soul. We actually are uh, a top fitness podcast now on Apple's top, top 10 list. People's champ. Yeah. Yeah. It's that we are the people's champ uh, of the top 10. Wow. Well, you know, that's interesting because James has always been the people's champ of CrossFit, right? He's like kind of a low to mid-level CrossFit Games athlete that everybody was really (laughs) into. And so I would always say, I'm like, James is the people's champ. You know, like he's the every man's CrossFit Games athlete. And I think that that's, I, I think that that's a pretty good thing to hang your, your hat on or did I see that you're now wearing like a little like a little sweatband these days? Are you back to that? You're wearing the thing on the elbow. Dude, did you see the picture that James posted in his garage with Cassandra and they had just gotten done with a workout and he had the sweatband on his head? Because I saw it too. And Thank you, you looked Thank jacked, you. That's that's jacked. Travis. That's not me. That's Travis. That's Travis. Oh, that is. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Travis wow. Travis, Travis looks jacked. Yeah, man. He's yoked weighing in 207. Looks, looks thick, been lifting strong fit. He's, yeah, man, uh, I'm not, he's I don't, got... I don't work out without my shirt anymore. Um, I'm too, too skinny. So I don't do that no more. It looked a lot like you for sure. Yeah. Well, um, that's probably, he'd, he'd tell you that that was the meanest thing anyone's ever said about him, but, um, Oh, I'll, wow. I'll well, chalk that up as a compliment for him. But um, yeah, they came down stayed with us for Thanksgiving, some close friends of ours. And man, we've just been doing such fun workouts and Cassandra and Lissette have been programming all the workouts and they've just been programming straight fire. It's my dog. Um, but yeah, that's Travi. I can't take credit for that, that big, that Grecian physique. <laughs> and he's got the, uh, the Samson locks these days. I think I saw he's, he's sporting the man bun. Oh yeah. He's got hair down to his butt cheeks right now, man. He, uh, yeah, he's full on man bunned out. I think it's just called a bun, but Hey, we don't have to get into that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, it's don't 2023. Have, yeah. we don't have to get into that. Yeah, so when uh, they're, when we, the... we, want, we, we want to stay in the top 10 list. We don't want to be bumped down. Go ahead. Well, I just don't like that dudes are trying to make it tougher by calling it a man bun. It's like, Hey man, just rock it. You're wearing a bun. You're wearing a bun. you got your hair in a bun. Maybe I pick had, uh, next, a... you know, like do your thing, man. I can tell that episode, the man nice. purse, the man purse, the, the man's ear. Had, uh, Remember the, the, the bro, the bro, <laughs> the bro. I had a picture pop up from uh, 15 years ago when I was hmm. at uh, U- UMass Amherst and I had the bun, I had the long hair and it was a Halloween picture of me being uh, an eighties aerobics instructor. And I was rocking the side pony with a leotard that I bought from Salvation Army. Probably not a good idea. Um, and just <laughs> just walking the mean streets of Amherst. It was a great, great memory. I, just, funny enough, I, I don't remember when the picture was taken, which is odd. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> odd that you don't remember taking that picture. Sounds yeah, like you would right. remember everything about that scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full on hot girl summer right there. Hot girl every day. All right. So James, speaking of speaking of hot girl, you looking like uh the attack of the killer tomatoes over there, red faced. What'd you just do? What'd you get out there? You know what I realized is I my you know, I, I blame my my ancestors, so thanks for nothing. 
Um, I could do, <laughs> I, could do I could do five air squats or 500 and my face just goes bright red. I go full, I got full lobster mode. Um, but I just did the, the hero workout, um, the hero workout badger, which for those who don't know is three rounds for time, um, 30 squat cleans with a 95 pound barbell, um, 30 pull-ups. And then you just make your way outside and you just do a nice little, um, <laughs> nice little 800 meter run and you 800 meter fast walk. Fast walk because the legs feel great in that workout, and uh, you rinse, wash, repeat that for three rounds. So, you know, have you ever you done the rowing? The- have you ever done the rowing variation of that workout? Where I, pro- I, I probably have clean, pull up row. Yeah, I probably have not not in recollection. I was telling the class this morning. I said, you know, so obviously Badger's a hero workout um, for uh, Mark Badger Carter, I believe, um, who was killed. Um, in Iraq back in 2007. Um, he was a Navy chief petty officer. And uh, I think some of us have some friends who probably served with him. But anyway, I was telling the crew this morning, I said, you know, this workout sticks out in my memory because it just, one, it like just, just breathes CrossFit. You know, it mm. just, it just stanks of, you know, someone was like, what's CrossFit? I'm like that thing. Yeah. And I just, I remember I did it at CrossFit Boston and, um, you know, 95 pound squat clean, back in 2008, when I did this, probably put my butt to the floor every single time, but I was wearing Vibrams. Oh, wow. And, um, Throwback. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, the shoes with the little toes in them. And someone said to me a while ago, I think it might've been my coach at the time, but I don't remember. Cause I think he wore Vibrams too, but someone said to me, Hey, imagine the hottest person, you know, doesn't matter. And he's like, now picture them. He's like, now picture them in Vibrams. And I, I never Hotter. wore shoes again. And, oh. um, <laughs> but I remember I was wearing the Vibrams and I was doing Badger and it was uh, across at Boston was like tucked away uh, just south of Roxbury Crossing um, in Bo- outside of Boston, stand up and orange line, <laughs> baby. Um, and I just remember running on the pavement. It was hot in the summer and my feet were burning. And that's what I remember about this workout. And I remember after that workout, I was like, these shoes can't be good for you. Like, there's just no way. Feet were on fire from the, from the concrete and the, and the, uh, the road, but that's what I remember of Badger. My first you time. Know what I, uh, I don't think I've done it as RX since. Well, talking um, about straight CrossFit, we're talking about light barbell, dynamic oh. movement, high volume, gymnastics, high volume, boom, monostructural, get out there, uncomfortable distance. I mean, it's a little bit, how long did it take you this morning, James? Give me 25 minutes. Yeah. A little bit longer than I think most people would describe as like traditional CrossFit workout, but I mean, it's right in there. It's that's, that's it right there, man. That combination is just so brutal. Yeah. I loved it. I've been, I've been trying to, um, we, though we did do a workout last week that had the cutesy reps, like the, the two, four, eight kind of setup. Um, but I've been trying to get away from that and do higher, higher rep sets or higher rep, you know, movements. Um, and 30 is just a beastly number. My first round, I opened up with 10 squat cleans and I was just like, God damn, 30 is still so far away, but it is, it's per, it's a perfect, I think it's in some ways the perfect CrossFit workout. And I think for people too, it's like the 95 pound barbell is so deceptive because if you're new to CrossFit, man, I think can bury you, but it's like light, a light barbell should be something you, you can do 15 reps in a row with your strategy might dictate otherwise, but man, it's just so deceptive how that thing just puts your heart rate to the moon. 
it was great. I'm glad that, I did it. That workout always reminds me of uh, Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. He's the guy that's that looks a like a giant. Yeah, he looks like a giant crawfish, and he, ah, it's a trap. And that like that that first set of thirty squat cleans is a trap. You know, you like that 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 would be classic me ten years ago. That's like I'm about to do a set of twenty nine, do a single. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. hop on the pull-up bar, do three pull-ups. Um, no, it's just it's, it's <laughs> tear your those, hands to shreds. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just one of those workouts where I just I and I can remember it's like a good Saturday workout. We'll we'll program that workout once a year at tilt, and you get back your second and third time on the barbell, and you're just like I I anything but singles. Like I'm gonna put some doubles, I'm gonna put some triples together. As long as I'm not doing singles, like I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing fine. Um, well, speaking, go ahead. Keep going. No, no, you you got something important. I can tell. No, just uh, speaking of hero workouts on Thanksgiving this year, I did. I think the hardest hero workout I've ever done, and um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Wanted to quit five minutes in. So uh, for those of you that follow along, you know, I was in the beautiful uh, area of Lincoln, Nebraska, gorgeous this time of year. And uh, normally I would do, do the hero workout Severin at tilt. I was away. The gym that I was dropping into was closed. And so I was like, all right, you know what? Um, we're right next to university of uh, Nebraska. I'll just go to the track and I'll do this workout, Sean, which was programmed on the main site, which is run five miles and in five minute intervals, uh, so run five miles in five minute intervals, stop every five minutes, perform 50 squats, 50 pushups. Oh um, my goodness. I, I just w was so <laughs> fucked up, so cold. <laughs> like it, it, so one thing I didn't know, obviously about Nebraska, there's not a lot of mountains, so it's super windy. And I got to the track. I'm being blown around like a piece of fucking trash. Felt like a piece of trash. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm literally in the first five to 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, like this is actually what a hero workout is supposed to feel like. I am contemplating my choices. If I can do this workout, can I finish it? And um, now I want to do it again. You know, it's one of the, like, how long did it take you? Bought, no clue. Absolutely no clue. Cause I only. Yeah. Well, did you see the I sun? Did. did you see the sun move in the sky? <laughs> yeah, I was using a uh, I was using a, a sundial. No, so I was using using my Garmin, and I was just doing the five minute intervals on the run. So I would run for five minutes, pause the the timer, and then do the fifty fifty, and then start it again, so I could have an accurate um, accurate count on the distance looking back i could have just counted 20 laps on the 400 meter track but are you only just to say are you meant to run so in that workout you're meant to run for a full five minutes and yes. then stop do the reps and does the clock and then stop run when you stop okay so what i was thinking here and this would be a death sentence <laughs> infinite an infinite death sentence would be that if you had to do the 50 and 50 reps on the five minute clock, you'd be working, you'd be running for two and a half minutes. <laughs> I mean, maybe no, two and no, a half it, minutes. No, it, um, three minutes it, worth it, of work and two minutes worth of running. So yeah, that would be a horrible. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was really hard. I love like 
I love doing the hero workouts on Thanksgiving, James. I saw you guys did like a fun thing at Mafia. And actually, one thing that I did want to talk about today, which really, this is a new segment called uh, Grinds Max's Gears. Um, oh, great reference to all, um, uh, Family Guy. Family Simpsons. Oh, was it Family Guy or was it The Family Simpsons? Guy. Oh, it might be Family both. Um, is it Jim or Jim? Um, both, so actually. Great movie. It's, it's Yeah the town so good um based on lexington massachusetts so it's all of these posts on thanksgiving on how to navigate thanksgiving give me a fucking break that mm. you think that that you should put a post up on how to navigate thanksgiving i'll give you a quick way to navigate thanksgiving spend time with people that you love and care about eat some food have some fun if one day out of the year out of your fucking life mattered this much like I, it's, it's insane to me. People teaching people how to eat on Thanksgiving. Lots like, of F-bombs today from the crew. Oh, I've had a lot of coffee, a little bit of Coke feeling good. I'm going no, to hit a, I'm going to hit a double coffee too. Cause you're getting me fired up. I have a little no, just, bit of a different opinion on this. We're going to start it. Um, oh, let's do it. Well, let's I just it. think that there are a lot of people out there who don't have as much experience in fitness and nutrition. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there that struggle around holidays with a lot of pressure from not understanding how to maintain what they do, or if they're on a plan, they don't understand how far should I deviate from the plan. I agree. I Overall, I agree well, with your sentiment. I think that, you know, the, the, the handful of days per year where you don't necessarily... It's not the the one exception or the multiple exceptions that are going to make or break your fitness or nutrition experience, right? Like that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is it's the accumulation of volume of good days or better decisions that put you right. in the place that you need to or want to go. So, yeah. you know, I, I understand. I also understand that like it's easy content for influencers to put out um, because it just makes sense on those days to play into that narrative of, Hey, this is who I am. I'm a fitness nutrition coach. And this is like a layup of content. I don't have to really do anything. And I think people are going to interact with it. So uh, that's kind of my opinion on it, but it doesn't bother me super much. Oh, we should call just... this segment. We should call this segment um, grinds my gears, but MDV tries to lube your gears. You know, oh, can well, he, hey, can he on grind you? That's the whole goal is can MDV so on grind Max? He, he actually, he actually did ungrind me a little bit. Cause I, I'm not, I wasn't really clear with what I, what I was trying to say, which was like, like MDV said, you don't need to do anything different on these days. Like if you normally work out, let's just say you, it, you know, Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, you normally work out on Thursday workout that's what you normally do right if you know you're you're going to thanksgiving and you want to eat a lot eat a lot you want to eat a little eat a little like i just don't think there needs to be like this playbook of of how you do things and i get it like sure maybe not everybody you know has been doing has been working out long enough or been involved in nutrition long enough but i just I, again like i this low-hanging fruit of like posting content that in, in in my eyes is just, it's not that complicated. 
Um, but again, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. So MDV did a pretty good job of lubing me up. Um, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good right now, but don't worry. I've got, I've got some other stuff, uh, that I want to talk about. You're pretty James, slippery, what do you slippery right now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they call me Mr. Eel. All right. What do you got? What do you got, Hobie? What do you think about this, James? Because James, you also cooked a very non-traditional Thanksgiving meal this year, which, I'm excited about others would say not very American. Uh, you could take a lot of heat for it. What do you think? What's talk to us about it? What what we cooked? <laughs> not just in general. What do you think about this stuff? What do you oh. think about the 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 holiday yeah. posting? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll fence it. I kind of agree with both of you. I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's really good. I'm one of those people where it's like I don't have a super hard time. Like I could eat a pizza and not keep eating pizza. And I do think people have a really hard time, especially if they're like focused on trying to make some nutritional change, some sort of change. Like they have a hard time, like, Hey, if I step off this wagon, I'm going, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to have smoked 13 packs of Marlboro reds. And I ate six (laughs) pints of ice cream and I drank a, you know, a liter of Jack. Like, I do think there are some of us out there who have some issues with like, if I even veer a little bit from the path, I'm going, I'm falling off the planet. Um, so I think some of that stuff is useful there. I, I, but I also think it's a little silly. Like, I don't know. I agree with you too, Max. Like, I think it's, I don't know. Influencers be influencing, you know, they gotta, they gotta put some con out there. They gotta put some content out there. So, um, no, you're right. And like MDV says, that is, that is a layup for them. I think, um, I don't know. I'm fence sitting. I get it. Yeah, you are. Um, but I do think it's important for coaches to talk to their athletes about this stuff though. I think that that's, that's an important thing to do. You know, I think that there's a lot of people out there that would like to hear from their, you know, most trusted fitness professional in their life, their most trusted health and fitness advisor. And that's really what I view people who coach regularly, people who coach classes regularly. That's who you are for, um, your athletes. And I do think that there's opportunities around the holidays to have discussions about those types of things because it's a, not only is it a time, I think that people are probably more stressed than normal um, because I think people put pressure on themselves, uh, you know, for holidays and, you know, family stuff can be complicated and all that kind of jazz. And I think that it's not always so obvious that, you know, this is how we want to handle it. And I, I think that I like the idea of having fitness be a part of those holidays. I I love when gyms have classes that they run or one big class, or if you're doing something in the morning, you go do a turkey trot or whatever. I think that that's a great way to look at it. I also think that there's a healthy other side to the equation where if you said, Hey, this is a day where I don't want to do anything. I think that's fine too. I just think that you have to be okay with whatever choice that you're making and understand why. And I think the worst part about it would be if you end up feeling like immense guilt because you either did or didn't do something that you thought was important, you know, on those days. Yeah. Well, listen, so again, as I'm getting ungrinded, but not really, I'm not saying don't educate your members, right? I think that the educational component is 
to not put so much stress on yourself during the holidays and to let yourself enjoy time with your friends and times with your family. And if you're going out for a special meal or you're going to a holiday party or you're going to a Thanksgiving dinner to enjoy yourself and have fun, if that's what you're looking to do. And yeah, the fitness side for sure. I like one of my favorite workouts is we still do the OG 12 days of CrossFit workout where you go one, two, one, three, two, one. And then the 12 is a beer. And then you essentially race yourself all the way back down until you're dry heaving outside. Now I will say that this year, uh, I'll be doing a, a non-alcoholic version of this because when we're talking about nutrition, the one thing that I have given up uh, right now is is booze because, um, as we know, uh, Hamill's crew, me, David Hamill, and Sean Potter headed out to Miami, and we're going to look like twenty athletes. We're going to we're going to look like fucking lettuce, bro. We about to just be shredded iceberg. Just looking like the thing that sunk the fucking Titanic. Um, so, so, so that's been that. That's been too much coffee. That Not enough coffee. Never, never, never enough. Uh, that's something that I've given up now for uh, for a couple weeks, and actually feel. Um, pretty big difference. Not because I was. You're not a huge drinker a, anyway, right? No, I do, I do like a fifth of SoCo with my coffee and before then, the podcast. Yeah, I wish just, just a fifth. Um, no, I I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I also eat a whole pizza, and then I That's realize that move. I <laughs> that I don't I don't feel great when I have a couple drinks and eat a whole pizza. So anyway, giving that up, I don't eat the whole pizza. I eat seven of the eight slices. Feel way better. Um, no, but I've moral know, I've victory taken, there for sure. Taking, taking a little break from that. No, I, uh, so sounds anyway, like you could use one of those Thanksgiving posts. Yeah. You definitely you need somebody in your life. You need a influencer in your life to tell you how to navigate eating and drinking not, around the holidays. Not, An accountability buddy. It's actually, buddy. I, I will, I will say this, the non-alcoholic options out there are fucking spectacular. Um, but I think that. You, you, like, that, you like the taste of beer though, huh? No. So this is, um, what's for Matt Frazier's company that he's either sponsored by athletic, athletic, Bre athletic brewing company. We are now also sponsored by athletic brewing company. So <laughs> oh, thanks. Shout thanks, out guys. to athletic brewing company. You got to email them, tell them that, uh, the code is the intro and you get, uh, probably 0% off, but thank you to athletic brewing company. Um, no, there's just there's a there's a ton of really great um, non-alcoholic options out there. For sure, I will say I'm just gonna. I don't know if it was what the food I was eating, but I had the non-alcoholic Guinness, and I just could not stop farting like the entire night. So I'm not sure if it was all the food I was eating or the non-alcoholic uh, Guinness, but definitely gave me a case of the toots. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to one company right now called uh, Casamara Club. I actually saw Adrian Bosman post about this company. They do these non-alcoholic like botanical type sodas. They're called leisure sodas and um, they're really good. They're only 75 grams of sugar. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, 
they're they're like just a bunch of different botanical stuff i don't even know what it means it seems very hip um so that's it that's that's my that's my plug for that um and my gears are not grinding anymore i'm feeling feeling really good on ground feeling loose you goose feeling like you got that lurong flowing through your veins right now no we're not we're not going there today um (laughs) so hey speaking of which so with with um less alcohol do you feel any different as a man as a man you know wake up with uh, a dime, diamond cutter every day oh geez louise but i mean okay. like what what would you uh, feel any other health benefit like do you notice any i mean that's a fair question come on it's a fitness podcast for sure sure I, do you I, feel, I, what do you um, feel like being off alcohol uh just make it listen to us off alcohol do you do weed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are so, you doing beer uh, again I can, I can definitely feel a difference just like in my conditioning and and I was not drinking a lot, but in new England, when it gets dark around four 35 o'clock, when we're cooking dinner, my wife and I like to have a couple bottles of wine. No, we like to have like a, like a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a glass of wine a couple nights a week, I mean, that's, that to me is like, okay, that's kind of like a, a fair amount of alcohol. If you're drinking, you know, three or four days out of the week, that that's a lot. Right. Um, and so not doing that, uh, definitely feel great waking up. I always feel pretty good waking up because, um, our dogs wake us up in the morning and there's just nothing better than your dog's little paws clickety clacking down the down the forest to wake you up to go outside. It's always like it's always like the funniest thing. I don't know. I just fucking love that. I'm like, all right, you guys want to go outside? Sure, let's do it. Dogs Come inside. Best, they, they 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 want to eat. I'm like, all right, shit, let's eat. Let's make some coffee. Let's chill out. So my mornings, no matter what, are always are always pretty great. You know, I like to go outside naked, sun myself for ten to fifteen minutes. That was a th- that was a thing for a, a while with um, people getting into sunning their uh, their anus. And yeah, dude, it would, it would it have been like, less funny if you said butthole. Anus is such a spectacular. <laughs> I verse. went with the I went with the medical terminology, uh, the bi- biological terminology. Yeah, the anus. <laughs> you know who who got really into all of um, that kind of stuff. Uh, MDB. <laughs> sometimes I wish, dude. Sometimes I wish. I think we all need a little bit more sunshine. But remember Ronnie Teasdale? Ronnie Teasdale was a um, mm-hmm. CrossFit Regionals competitor. I don't know if you ever went to the games, but he was the owner of CrossFit Mean Streets. And he he had gotten into a lot of things um, like that. And uh, I remember he made a couple of posts a few years back that were very famous that kind of went viral about it. He was um, he was famous for wearing those cut off jean shorts. Cut off jean shorts and spray painted um, nano lifters, the spray painted Reebok lifters. A it, different time cool. in the he, CrossFit community for sure. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He, Ron, Ronnie's a really nice guy. I think he I think he goes by Ra now, R A. Uh, but he was he's a very nice, he's a very nice guy. That's cool. I he he had some he had some really cool swag back in the day. Like not, you know, like I could just remember watching him at regionals. Like, Oh shit, there's the dude in the cutoff jean shorts. And then born primitive was like, that's a fucking good idea. Those cutoff jean shorts. Let's add some stretch to it. Bam. 
So there's, there's definitely something about that. that in terms of coaching, like um, the whole idea of having it factor is something that really fascinates me because there's some people who just have it, you know, there's some people who just have a little bit of swag or they have a vibe or they have an energy and you can just, you know, there's people that walk in and own the room, no matter who's in the room. And uh, cool it's a really, mindset really is. It definitely, um, it's definitely really awe-inspiring to watch certain people who have that it factor. I remember, you know, working on CrossFit seminar staff, there were a number of people who came to to mind right away. Like Chuck Carswell is one of those guys who just has it factor, you know, completely oozing out of his pores. I think Denise Thomas is also somebody who has that type of thing. It's just, they just have a different type of energy. And there's so many other people who I, I haven't mentioned, but just having a different type of energy that attracts um, you know, positivity and makes people feel, you know, loose and calm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And no, it's just, uh, it's, it's swag, you know, it's like, uh, you watch James work out in some sweatpants pulled up to a, to a crop. You're like, I don't know about those, those sweats, those high waters. I don't know if I could pull it off, but James, you make it work. I know that that's one of your signatures. What's up, ladies and gents, MDV here. Excuse the brief interruption to your normally scheduled intro programming, but if you're a gym owner, turn on your listening ears. It's time to learn about the NC Fit Collective. The NC Fit Collective is designed exclusively for gym owners who want to source their programming from the people who know it best. We create 365 days a year of result-driven, fun, and challenging workouts, all designed to be done in a class environment, and there's no nonsense. None of this stuff that might show up that your members are gonna groan or moan at. We are throwing our fastball every single time, and all of those workouts are backed up by a class plan, which you can utilize not only for your coaches to go out there and be fully prepared, but to develop them over the course of many repetitions. Every single time they take the floor, they're gonna get a little bit better. Check out nc.fit backslash programming to learn more. What do you guys have for advice out there for coaches who, who don't necessarily have, I mean, I think that we all have, you all have some of that in us. You know, you have to dig into yourself and you have to find that it. Dog. You can bring it out. Yeah. That dog, you got to feed that dog. But in terms of like, you know, life stuff, you know, everybody goes through stuff. You know, I don't think coaches are immune to having life stuff and ups and downs. And I think that there's, Sometimes the idea that like, you know, we've talked about this before, you can't bring your shitty day into the gym, right? So if you're going into work and you're going to be a positive beacon for however many people are standing in front of you and they're there for their best hour of their day, um, what's your guys? Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Jason Ackerman. Uh, if, if they're, what's your guys' advice on that? What's your guys' advice for, you know, if you're going through some stuff, and, you know, you still have to do your, your job. You still have to show up. You still have to work. You still have to, you know, get after it. How do you guys suggest people navigate those times or what, what any rituals or anything like that, James? Well, it's, it's funny. You were talking about the influencers out there and the noise. And I was, I was thinking about influencers and, and I fellow like Ronnie. Um, and I think there's so much noise out there in influencer land, which is a good thing. So as an influencer, go ahead, be loud, be crazy. But as someone who's like looking to be a recipient of that, there's so much out there. You can find something you like. So I guess what I'm saying is like, I was talking to Cassandra about this the other day. Um, she's kind of like thinking about different things with her career. And, and she, you know, there's some questions you don't always know the answer to. And I was like, you got to build your team. 
And it's like, I don't know what the team, who's on the team or what is on the team, but you have to, you know, if you keep coming back to like, I just don't know what to do. I don't have enough information. What's the choice I could make, should make, might want to make. I think you got to start by building your team. And I think for those of you out there, you know, maybe struggling to navigate Thanksgiving, who cares if you follow some influencer and what they give you is something that helps you feel more comfortable, confident, happier, whatever that means to you post Thanksgiving or, you know, if, if, if sitting in your living room and pointing your keister, you know, bare ass at the window and getting some sun on that thing gets you fired up, do it. Um, so I think that's one of the big things is like find an outlet for you that you feel like when you implement what you're learning from that, it makes you feel better and more confident or whatever. Great. Keep doing that. Um, and I think the other thing that really helps is, you know, start to schedule good habits around already existing good habits. I've been talking to a couple of friends lately who really want to make some diet changes, but they're not into it in the sense of like, I have a physique goal or I have a weight goal. They're like, I just want to stop eating a lot of shit. And it's really hard to do for whatever, you know, it's, it's everywhere. It tastes delicious. Um, most of us, especially if you have kids, you probably haven't taken out of your house yet. You know, there's that balance of like convenience, all that stuff. And I was like, well, what if we do, you know, instead of doing this, like, you know, take away, what if you just add one good habit on something you're already doing well? well I want to sleep better. Okay. Well, what does that mean? How about you just try, I don't know, drinking a glass of water when you wake up or mm -hmm. splashing your face limiting, in cold water for five caffeine. minutes before you go to bed, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Something really, that's, that's something that I think has helped when you're looking to, you know, be quote unquote better is tack on some very simple action. action to an already existing good habit. Um, they call that habit stacking. Habit stacking. Mm. There you go. Stack them habit habits. stacking. Stack cheddar. Stack paper. This is from Atomic Habits. It's good. Yeah, it's a good way to get going. You know, you start with one thing, you do it consistently, and then you add like a natural kind of incremental addition to that thing. And, you know, you go forward from there. You know, I was thinking about this in terms of our last podcast too, when we we're talking about, you know, what's most important in coaching. And we narrowed the list down to those three main things. Right? We said, have a great workout, stay relatively safe, have fun, enjoy yourself, and then learn a thing or two about yourself or the workout. So great workout, have fun, learn something. And, you know, it, 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 it feels very challenging to think about everything all at once. You know, if you try to think about whatever we're talking about, if you're trying to think about what end state your goal is, if you're trying to think about losing X number of pounds, you're trying to think about this kind of new job or this kind of new life or whatever it is. But like, it's it's essentially the concept of triage. You're just peeling back the layers and then coming back to what what's the most important thing that you can do right now? What's the next best decision that you can make to, you know, reduce whatever friction it is that you're feeling? So I think this is really good. I like that triage piece. And, and on that, I think we spend... Generally, I, th I think we probably spend too much time thinking about what are the things that make me happy? What are the things that make me feel good? And lately, one of the things I've been trying to do is think about, well, what is this stuff that I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little wuss about? What's the shit that I can't handle? You know, it's like, I don't mind chaos at work. I don't mind um, working through my day when I'm not eating well. I don't mind when I'm under recovered or when I'm tired. But I was like, you know what, I, you know what really I have a hard time handling even though I could handle it in any other situation, work, other people, colleagues, I have a really hard time handling when I don't feel inadequate, when I feel inadequate 
in my relationship to my wife. When I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not providing enough, or I lack purpose in my relationship to my wife. Mm. And I know that because I've felt inadequate or lacking purpose or failure or not giving enough in other areas of my life. And I'm like, okay, cool. What do I got to do to make it better? Like, it's a very straightforward conversation. There's no emotional reaction, but with Cassandra, I've noticed that like, you know, my reaction instead of being um, productive is like, I'm going to whine about it. I'm gonna complain about it. I'm going to lash out about it changes mm. my mood. And so one of the things that kind of turned me on to is this notion of like, okay, well, I'm pretty good at, at, you know, 37 years old knowing like, what are the things I need to kind of like get a slam dunk to feel good. But I've been trying to spend more time thinking about like, what are the things that set me off mm. and, you know, trying to not let those things set me off, but be more aware of when and how that stuff happens and now start to apply the good habits I have to that or maybe try and reduce what I'm in those situations or think about them more. So that would probably be something I would recommend to people is like, you know, take a look. And this is funny. This is a, a, a Greg thing, right? Like um, what does he say? Pursue your, your weaknesses headlong, you know, um, same thing in, in life, like stop nurturing your strengths for a little while and, mm. and look at maybe where are you weak as a coach? You know, like really taking a peek at that. And yeah. Why? Think, yeah. That's a, very profound James first of all thank you for sharing because that's a very profound <laughs> profound point and you know that's the when you're looking at your fitness you know I think Greg we're talking about Greg Glassman would say the biggest area for improvement that you have is to work on your weaknesses it's all it you can get stronger more exponentially by bringing your weaknesses up than working incrementally on things that you're already good at right it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a one at this certain thing and you get to a five, that's better than going from a nine to a nine and a half on <laughs> yeah. something you're already great at. Right. Yeah. It's totally. very hard to do though. It's fucking super, super hard to do because it's, it's very uncomfortable, you know, no matter what we're talking about. I think we're talking about, you're talking about some very personal stuff, which is, um, obviously outside of the realm of, of coaching, but you know, in relationships in life, it, it's it's incredibly hard to take a look in the mirror and understand, try to understand and parse through all that emotion that, you know, you're feeling about things and work on the things that are causing you strife and pain and whatever else comes from that. It's, it's easier a lot of times to go and, and kind of push it to the side and say, all right, I'm going to go and do this thing that I really love. Yeah. And I think physicality is important, you know, cause your brain does weird shit and it's like, your brain will, will, will talk you into bad ideas and convince you out of good ideas. And it's like, if you have like the, the ability to step out of a situation and write down what just happened, like, especially if you realize you like, you know, if I'm being a dick to my wife, you know, for, for no reason. And I, you know, I don't think there's ever a reason that's valid. <laughs> um, and I can walk away from that situation and then write down like, well, why was I acting that way? Or what did I say? And you look at that on paper and you're like, it almost seems like it's not reality. You're like, well, what was I doing? Or if you have some negative thought about yourself or something like that, and you can put that on paper and you look at it, it's almost as if like, why the hell was I thinking that? And it gives you a chance to walk through it. So I think for me, um, you know, trying to just like write down thoughts. And I talked to you guys about this a little bit, a little bit, you know, in the past, like this idea of like a, almost like an accountability journal. Um, but anyway, giving it, giving it like a physical 
like a physical presence to try and look at like the behavior or the action has really helped me because your mind just does weird things. If you just try and only keep it in your head, like that's something that's, that's really helped me is like writing things down. I wouldn't call it journaling per se, but I guess it's a type of journaling. Sounds like journaling. No, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you have a journal? Are you writing in it? You're journaling. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's, it's being a lot more intentional, right. Yeah. And not, and, and, and not just, you know, quote unquote, going, going with your gut. It's taking your time, thinking through what you're doing and trying to understand why you're, you're doing those things. And especially if they are recurring, they keep happening. Right. I mean, no, I think that, um, everything you just talked about James is super relevant and MDB to, to your point, it's all, it all relates to, to coaching, to, to life, to, to everything, right? Like you can take everything that James said and, you know, relate it to your personal life, but also relate it to, you know, if you're a coach, if you're a gym owner, the way that you're interacting with people, the way that you're running your business, right? Like these are all, um, really important things. I, I actually just love love the thing you're talking about, which is like taking a second, stepping back, and and writing out your thoughts about whatever whatever's happening. I mean, we are. That's actually something that we're doing right now at Tilt as oh, wow. we are. Well, because we're we're really feeling like we're reinventing who we are as a company. So, like we're we're putting together a bunch of new processes for um new members for you know existing members all of this and i i essentially was like before we do anything we really just need to think about what it is that our company stands for mm. and really it really what are we about because there's no point in building out a process and doing all this if we really can't communicate and we really don't understand who we are as a gym and um which is exciting to me because I'm glad that our business has changed over the past almost decade. Right. And when we, when we started our, our gym, it really was teamwork, integrity, leadership, toughness, what, what, you know, that the acronym stands for. And, and now it's, it is different. Zero integrity, zero leadership. No, you know, we're, it stands for t-shirts, intelligence, lattes <laughs> and tickles, uh, tickle fights, no, it, fluffy and, fingers. And, t-shirts, so, t-shirts is definitely the number one. For sure. Yeah. No, Snoopy t-shirts. t-shirts. For sure. But, but it's, it, it, it is thinking about like, you know, I, I just like to think about being more intentional and, and, and not just, you know, making, making snap decisions about things. Right. And um, it's very easy to, to get stuck into the thing of like, Oh, forget it. We're just going to go in this direction or, you know, so it's a, it's a good, it's a good reminder. James dropping some serious knowledge bombs on us today and and getting personal, which is, which is awesome because you're never like this when I talk to you on the phone. (laughs) Let's come back around too. So I wanted to give some, uh, let's talk about actionable things, James. Is there anything actionable? So you said write down things that you're feeling, but let's say, you know, we're talking to um, a lot of people who are, you know, whether whether we're talking to athletes or coaches here, I, I don't think it much matters, but specifically for coaches, you know, going through some hard times, you know, you got to show up and you got to be positive and you got to make sure your athletes are having a good time. You don't want your bad day to influence them. 
anything actionable that you uh, yeah. have either experienced or you know about that you could share? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to the, back to the journaling thing. Um, and so you could do this at one or two times. You could do this prior to or after. So you're just going to write down one thing in the class that you pointed at that was external that got you to say, well, I didn't do well because of this, or this thing made me do this. So basically like anything external that you pointed at and blamed for some cause of your own personal action. Like, you know, I ran, here's a great one today. I ran, you know, and I've, I've been, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, uh, today I ran <laughs> my class late because two people showed up late. Okay. And then I'm going to write down three things I could do to mitigate that. What are three things that I could do immediately to mitigate that? Well, you know what, James, you fucking didn't shut up at the whiteboard one. Um, this is like a common theme. To, yeah. Just like I've been playing around with a couple of different things in my whiteboard of my warmups. And, and honestly, this is probably me just because I've coached for a long time and I can probably skirt a little bit by on like personality and pizzazz and other areas of the workout and like oh, my coaching wow. efficiency during the workout. Pizzazz. And coaching efficiency <laughs> during the workout. So like, and I've been playing around with some different things in the warm up just to try to test some things out and learn. So then you're just going to write down three things that you could do to mitigate that. And those statements cannot require anyone else. So it's not like I could tell people to be on time. It's I could spend less time at the whiteboard or I could not fiddle with the music or whatever, but it just has to be stuff only you could impact immediately. Um, I think that's a really good drill to start doing. It's kind of scary. It's never fun to like self-analyze that closely. Um, the other thing is, is make sure you're taking care of yourself before you start class. Um, mm. You know, whatever that is, whatever your one, you know, I know self-care is a fancy term, but whatever your one self-care thing is like, what's one thing that you could do for yourself that makes you feel better going into class? Like you're happy that to be there. I got to drink 10 cups of coffee. I sit in my truck for 15 minutes with the heat on and the, the, the seat heaters, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But no, I do that. This is, this is a really important thing, which is um, one, like the things you talked about, one, like giving time for yourself before you're going into your work. Like if you're going into anything rushed, you're never going to give the best version of yourself, right? So you have to carve out time for yourself. The other thing is having a pregame ritual essentially is, is, is what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, like, that. like, I, like, like I always think about the, uh, it always comes back to the office, but Jim and, uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim and Jim and Dwight go out for a sales call. Oh, yeah. and Jim's like, are, are you still, you still do really this? doing this? He's like, yeah. And like, you know, he gets in the back of the car, he puts on some metal. It's like, -la -la -la. he's like punching the fucking back Banging of the his seat. Head against he gets his... out. And, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, I'm ready. And, for me personally, I don't, I don't have that type of metal soundtrack, but I do have a pregame ritual, especially around coaching in the morning. I have listened to no joke, the same uh, soundtrack every morning that I coach um, when I'm there, there by myself in the morning, which is the guardians of the galaxy. Um, uh, great soundtrack guardians of the galaxy soundtrack um the first song is mr blue sky and i will i will walk into the gym i'll turn on all the lights i'll unlock the doors i put on mr blue sky i like let that shit play for a while i do like whatever little things i need to do as soon as the first member comes in 
I switch up the vibes. Honestly, it's most of the time like alternative rock playlists so I can get as much Fall Out Boy as possible and Taking Back Sunday. But I, I will listen to the same song every time that I coach early because it sets the mood for me. It, it It's also, and really what I look at it as, it's like, it's like my transition time. Like when I step into the gym, it's like, not like I'm stepping on the stage, but it's like everything else that's going on in my life, good, bad, whatever. It's like, I push it to the side. This is like my time to get into essentially like the character that I'm going to be coaching in, which again, it's not being phony or anything, this, but this, this is like, um, it's like, it's my time. And I think that if you're going into anything rushed, you're not being thoughtful about the way that you're doing it, you know, sure. James has been coaching since, you know, 1990, whatever he's been coaching forever, you know, you know, since he was two years old, no, you were four in 1990. He was, since he was four years old, teaching in his Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. You Osh, know. Oshkosh Bagosh. Remember those commercials? Yeah. Bugle boy. Kid trying yeah. to say it. God, bugle yeah, kid, boy. Kid, kids got some Velcro vans. Anyway, James certainly, <laughs> Velcro James vans, certainly game changer. can, can rely on, some of that stuff when he's coaching, but there's absolutely no way that any of us as coaches are taking the floor unprepared, not knowing what we're doing. Right. And to your point, MDV, if you are going through some shit and you are nobody's exempt and uh, shoot, especially during the holidays, family stuff is, is really hard. Follow me for seven ways to navigate the holidays. Um, no, you, was, you know, it's, it was all a ploy to get followers. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, yeah, it was Max Forget Attack what those 86. other influencers yeah. say. Max yeah. Attack 86. Yeah. I got you covered. I will, I will teach you how to navigate the holidays in seven, seven easy steps. No, but d- during the holiday, if you have stuff going on, whatever it is, it, it's, it's still your job. That that's that honestly, that's kind of like the 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 fucking end of it right there. It's a job, and this is actually one thing that I wanted to talk about, which was um, this past weekend, I went to Chick Fil A. Now, had to go on Saturday because they ain't open on Sunday. Boom. So first off, I fucking hate the idea of a restaurant dedicated to one of the most bland foods ever chicken uh now salad make chicken- sweet greens i'm looking at you okay sweet greens you is can- legit dude Ugh. okay so you can you can gussy up the chicken all you want it's still it's still a restaurant that is dedicated to chicken now i've never been there before but my wife really loves it and i was and so you know i pulled a little fast one on her we were doing some shopping i was like oh where do you want to go for lunch? I fucking knew where we were going. We're about two minutes away from a Chick-fil-A. I pull in there and let me tell you, the customer experience at Chick-fil-A is out fucking standing. That's what they stand Um, for. I know. I I, exactly. And I know it's all part of their thing. It works. Thank you. Our pleasure. Yes. Yep. Yes. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Whatever it is. The, The most insane thing that happened is we ordered our food. We're going to sit down. And the person's like, Max, I'm like, do I know this dude had my food? It was, it was no more than a minute. I'm like the food, not great. Come on. 
it, it's it's chicken. The service, I was blown away. And the reason I'm saying this is, I would imagine that if you're looking at pay scale between being a CrossFit coach and working at Chick-fil-A, I would imagine that a newer coach is probably making a little bit more money than somebody at Chick-fil-A. But yeah, I, I don't will know tell what the you, starting wages are at Chick-fil-A. Who knows? Probably, I probably find not out. super high. Theodore, can you go ahead and pull that up first? So Alvin, um, <laughs> the, the fact <laughs> the fact that I walked in there and the experience from top to bottom was just so professional and so well done. It's like, what's your excuse at, at like you're talking about, like you're having a bad day before you coach. Okay. Still your job, still yeah. your job to go there and give the absolute best experience. Um, no, I, I it, it was something that I like, I was actually like really taken back because I, I didn't really understand what the hype was about. Still don't from the food side. Um, but it was the, the, the service was, was really, really good. So I'm thinking about making a switch. Um, from so, what? Going to work at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Why not? My pleasure. I, I would, I would be, I would be probably one of the best employees. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, they used quick. your name though, when they gave you your food, huh? Yep. Big, big, big Am deal. I Am I social security number, which was weird. Uh, <laughs> so quick, quick, quick one. Um, and MDB, maybe you can talk about this, but I was going to say, um, I pack, I pack my bag every night for whatever I'm doing tomorrow. Every single Ooh, night. I never that. ever pack a bag in the morning anymore. And I've done that for years. And that for me, because I know if I've missed it and I try and pack it in the morning, not good. Wow. Um, I, that's, a, that's an actual I, to get yourself squared away. And kind of like, kind of fun to do the night before like picking out picking out your fit do you, yeah do you man, do that everything now? okay i think that all that kind of stuff is is really helpful especially when you're in a in a funk i think one of the things that helps you know calm at least my mind down is you know bringing some more order into whatever it is and whether that's you know refolding you know your clothes your workout gear you know getting your stuff ready the day before prepping your food you know, I think all those things can be calming and, and bring you more stability um, when you're feeling a little bit off center. And, um, you know, everybody goes through it. I don't think, like I said before, coaches are certainly not immune to it. And um, it's better to have some of those strategies in your back pocket than to just try to go in and, and wing it. Um, because it can be oddly triggering, you'll, you know, you'll have something that will come up and, you know, you don't know why you reacted that way. Um, and you just want to put yourself in the best position to be, you know, the most effective coach that you can be, but also like if we're talking about just personal health and happiness, you also want to be, you know, at your best and, and feeling as good as you can. And you're not always going to feel good. You don't have to ignore those feelings, but you certainly have to recognize them and, you know, take some steps to, um, navigate through them as opposed to just letting them sit for too long. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, we were just talking about this last night. It's just so weird. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of ours came up and visited um, and he's, you know, running a small business and we were just kind of talking about navigating that. And, 
you know, it's all risk, all reward, you know, I mean, you guys know, but anyway, he was talking about a Covey's, um, sphere of control, sphere of concern. And if your life, you're going through like a high, high in life or a low, low, it's, you know, when your shit's a little disordered, you, you, I think you start to seek order. A lot of us start to seek order and controlling things that are way outside of our control mm. that are just sphere of concern shit. So I think one of the common themes I'm hearing here is like, well, what are the things you can actually control and have impact on? And what are the things you can be prepared for? And we've talked about this in the CrossFit level too, for years is like your personality will start to, the good side of your personality will start to come out when you're less worried about what's the progression, what's the timeline, mm. what's the general warmup, what's so-and-so's name, mm. what's my playlist going to look like? So any of that stuff you can be prepared for, I think gives you an opportunity to truly be yourself. Cause you're not mm. searching to control stuff you can't control and you're not panicked trying to remember some progression or something like that. So yeah, that's like, I totally agree. MDV with you. That, that is been uh, a deep one. Yeah. The deepest, the deep, yeah. The deepest. Um, <laughs> Max just hit the imaginary joint. Yeah. That's um. yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's like your it's like your opinion, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I just I just think these are these are such good reminders, and that that last one you just said there, which is you know circle of control, circle of concern. But like you said, if you're if you're getting into focusing on a number of things that you have no control over, like buckle up because you're going to feel completely fucking out there, right? But everything that you just talked about is taking control over the things that you actually have control over, right? Like as, as simple as it sounds now, people would put laying out your bag the night before to making your bed, which is not the fucking same. The laying out the, the clothes or packing the bag the, the night before I think that is such a great tip because it really does prepare you for that next day. The making your bed thing is complete BS. And the reason it's crap is you're going to get back into your bed. And so you don't need to make it. MDV, you got five thing. minutes to, to lube him up. He's, oh, his gears are grinding. No, 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 no. It's a symbol. No, this is, it's symbolic. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's the symbol. But anyway, the control versus actually concern not, for those of you it's that- It's actually more than a symbol. It's actually, it's if there's nothing else- It's a beacon. That, it is a beacon. If there's nothing else that happens to go your way that day, or if you have that perception that there's nothing else that happens to go your way that day- that you know that you woke up and you did this thing that brought you, whether it's peace or calm or order or whatever, accomplishment, and that you can always do that. You can always do that thing that takes 30 seconds to a minute to just make your bed. And then when you come home, if you had a shit day, you look at that and you go, man, tomorrow I can do the same thing. You know, I can, I can do that again. And I did that today and that felt good. So I, I do think that it's, it's both symbolic and actually objective, um, action. It's, it's, it's actionable. Mm. It's, it's something that you can do. And that's, um, there's a, I forget, I think it's a general McRaven McRaven. I think, I think that's who wrote the book called make your bed. Mick Eagle. 
Uh, it was McEagle. It was McDonald's, General McDonald. Um, he also had a farm. Um, I'm just McDonald's. Kidding. I don't, McDonald's I'm just used to kidding. be the jam. I don't, I don't wanna, two I cheeseburger, don't wanna... <laughs> extra pickles, extra onions. Oh, God. Super size me. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna... actually Admiral. So yeah, yeah, make your bed book by um Admiral William H. McRaven. Admiral McRaven. I'm not, I, I'm Very not, easy I'm, read. I'm not offending any admirals here. I'm starting a new book, which is tie your shoes. So every day you wake up, you tie your shoes and you know, you at least tied your shoes. And let me tell you just for all those out there, this will actually fucking matter because your shoes will stay on your feet and it's something you can use all day and you can look down on every, every day during the day and say, Hey, I tied my shoes today. So that's a free tip for me. Sounds Still like follow me kids for book, by the way. Actually, I think it already is a kid's book <laughs> and it has laces that go through the cover and you can practice tying. That's like Kramer's coffee table book. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that that whole episode is insane. when he's on Regis or, and Kathy Lee. Yeah, I a will, coffee table book that is also a coffee table. You know, I will say one of the best things I ever learned in CrossFit. Shout out to shout out to Chris Spieler for this one. Um, oh, is that old school. He showed me how to tie oh, my gee. shoes. You do it instead of just the bunny going through once. The bunny loops twice. And then you tighten it and it's like, it stays really tight and it's also easy. And then you stay away from that double knob bullshit, but shout out Chris Spieler. Chris Spieler doing all those double unders for so many years, how to keep those shoes as tight. He knows, man. It was one of the most useful things. It was one of of the most important things I learned in my competing career of CrossFit. Very cool. Well, Jeff, we got to wrap this up. No, 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 Two minutes. Two Two minute trail. Another session. All right. James has had his most useful thing that he has learned from somebody else about CrossFit. So my, and then in BB, you're going to go. My most useful thing that I ever learned was from Kevin Montoya, which was every time I rode during a workout, I used to just strangle my feet every time I hopped in the rower. And Montoya saw me one day, he goes, hey, go ahead, tighten the straps and then push them once away with your thumbs. That's where you should keep them at. And from that point on, that's what I always did. So there's there's one of the most useful things that uh, that I ever learned in CrossFit. MDV, go. The quick release on the rower is is kind of tough to beat. That's a really really good one. The thumbs down on the the plastic um, clamp, and then you just kind of slide your feet up and right out. Dang. So you don't have one. Ooh, I probably have one in there somewhere. It's not coming to me right away. One of the things that I think is super useful for people who are out there is uh, just to avoid messes in the gym. Clap your hands in the chalk bucket. <laughs> if you're chalking up oh. your hands, clap your hands inside the bucket as opposed, That's a as opposed to taking them out. Oh, another one that I have is if you're if you're doing any sort of gymnastics movements on a bar. If you're um, you know doing pull ups or knees to elbows or toes to bar, whatever. Think about staying in a space that's, you know, one foot forward and one foot behind the bar. Like you stop one foot drop or one foot behind, you know, that's it. You don't no other walking anywhere else. Just, Oh, I'm saying like during your rest. Yeah. During your rest, during your rest. That's a good, don't get lost. Yeah. Don't get lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying in that space is not only, you know, I think you're going to increase the intensity of your workouts because you're going to be you know, getting back to the bar a little bit quicker, but like just mentally, it keeps you there a little bit more. Anyway, what, yeah, what was that movie? I, here's how you could add on to it. What was that movie with Will Smith? Um, he's like the dating expert. 
Hitch, oh, Hitch. Th- you know wait, when he does I, the I, dance, I, he's like, you're right here. This is your space. Like that's you in the pull up bar. That's all you got. God. Don't move that's out it. of that. That's, that's, that's a good legitimately movie. a joke I've been using for a fucking decade, which is this is this is your safe zone. And then I'm like, every single guy in here, this is your dance move at the wedding as well. It gets it always gets Boom. a laugh. There you go. So people. funny. Boom. Roasted. All right. We all, all got right, work dudes. to do today, boys. Thank you very much What's as up? always. Ladies and gents, give a recommendation to the podcast. Send it to somebody you know, you love, you care about. We are here for you every single Tuesday. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go. Thank you.